Hey everybody, and welcome to episode number 117 of the Tuesday Night Comics Podcast. I'm Billy, and with me as always is Dave. Hey guys. We're going to be uh, talking comics, uh, especially new comics coming out on the first week of April, uh, Wednesday, April 6, 2016. And one of those comics, Dave, I know you haven't had a chance to really look over what's coming out, but spoiler alert, hashtag bloodlines never forget, uh, it's starting. Yeah, it's oh. And it's only three bucks. Uh, I, well, that's unless you get the variant cover, which you could blow your 20 on and do like, uh, and it's like 25 bucks on the Midtown set. Yeah. What uh, is there anything special about that? Or is it just, you know, like it's a limited cover? I think it's just a limited cover, Jill Thompson cover. No, I mean, it's, it's cool looking. Yeah. It looks like it has loose cannon on the cover, right. a purple Blanca with like blood splatter in the back. Which, yeah, it's the preview art that they used in Comic Shop News, I think. When yeah, like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, regular covers fine with me. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not, like, I, I like Jill Thompson a lot, but that image isn't, like, that killer an image that I'm like, oh, I want to get the variant cover for this. Right. I, I don't know. Variant covers with just other art on it is kind of lo lost because of the internet. You know, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. If I if I can make it my my phone screensaver, like what's what's, what's the point of paying for it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's what's the point of paying like you know like how many times you know like totally over over five times the amount of you know the uh, the cover price? You know. Yeah. Speaking of variant covers, Marvel's doing some cool variant covers starting this week, uh, where current series are getting the civil war trade dress where you have the the image on the top half and then that that you know bar going across the bottom with like the title and it says civil war and stuff even though these aren't any kind of civil war tie-ins uh, but they are cool looking i'll give it that look cool looking and confusing yeah this has nothing to do with civil war that would be that, funny that if it actually said that in really small type. Like this has nothing to do with like in six point type and then civil war and like 36 point type. But we just wanted to put it on there. Yeah. Give us your money. Yeah, yeah. That's um, pretty funny. Yeah. So I, I don't I haven't really seen uh much news this week. What about you? Um, no, not really. I mean, there's been just like a lot of interviews uh with creators who are gonna be on uh the uh rebirth projects um yeah. like i read a cool interview with um the guy who's going to be writing green lanterns um, who's that uh, you know i forget his name um but he's he was like a he, he was big over at marvel and a, a big indie guy um and um he's writing green lanterns which is oh stanley jessica, the jessica cruz and um uh simon baz green lanterns ah. and like the whole thing is that they're rookie green lanterns that are um sam humphreys thank you yes sam humphreys um uh, that are left to uh guard earth while mm -hmm. hal jordan guy gardner and um uh john stewart are are off planet and it's yeah. he said it's kind of like a very much like lethal weapon in space is what he's doing yeah. but they're both like you know trying to learn each other's personalities at the same time you know 
trying to protect the planet from uh, uh, red lanterns uh, who have taken the opportunity to come down now that, uh, you know, uh, the big the big guns of uh, Green Lanterns have gone away, and it's and up to Simon and Jessica to uh, stop. Is stop Jessica Cruz the current powering? Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, that's funny. This was a series like I I liked Simon Baz a lot when they introduced him, but I really and I do like this powering character. But this series, I probably would have left it on the shelf, except for that tagline: "Lethal weapon with alien technology." All of a sudden, I'm sold. What's yeah, that was a good way. I was like, eh, this is this is cool, but that was that was a good selling point. The interview is really good. It's up on Newsarama if anybody wants to read it. Yeah, I'm glancing at it right now, and it says that it's a bi-monthly series. So that means every other month, right? Not twice a month. Uh, no, it means it's twice a month. Oh, twice a month. Okay. Uh, that's what DC's like. They're all all the books are now back to two ninety nine, right. but a lot of books are going to twice a month. Interesting. Um, which you know. So, you know, they're like, well, now you don't have to pay, you know, like $4 for this, but you'll be paying $6 a month now. So, you know, I mean, I guess you'll be getting twice the amount of product, but at the same time, like, you know, now like two books, you know, uh, now one book equals two books, you know? Right. Well, as long as it's not, you know, a, uh, like they're not cutting the comic books in half by the page count. Uh, no, if, no, if no. You're getting, if you're getting two issues of a book you love, then I call that the ultimate Spider-Man problem, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, for- I mean, it, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's also like, uh, I, I think they're going to see a lot of like drop off pretty quick with that. Oh, totally. You know, because like, I, I think money's, you know, people probably have like entertainment budgets and, you know. <laughs> Oh, totally. I, I met uh, a marketing guy at, from Valiant recently, and I was like, oh, you know, I was a huge Valiant fan in the 90s. And he's like, oh, do you read our books now? And I was like, I was like, I heard good things, but I, I just don't have the time or the money for them. Like, right. And he said to check out uh, the Bloodshot series by Jeff Lemire. Like, that's the one that's getting uh, the most, you know, the most acclaim. And I was like, yeah, I've been meaning to. And it just comes down to like, partially it's money, but then they had a 99 cent sale. And I'm like, I just don't even have the time to read some of these comics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially as we get older and, you yeah. know, things, things, you know, more now, important come up. Jim Lee on his Instagram page uh, posted an image of Superboy and Robin the new super sun series now is he drawing that series or is he just doing like a cover well there's not a creative team announced at all um mm-hmm. i think that was just like a character sketch he was doing mm-hmm. um but it it's uh superman's son who is in the current uh lois and clark series right um and it's also damian wayne um but there's a there's if you look at the um any of the press releases for New 52, there's like cover artwork for the uh, first issue. And that's by um, oh, Jesus, I think something. Jesus Saiz? No, 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 no. Um, Jesus he's... Garcia Lopez? No, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe it's not even, uh, no, it's, uh, it's Jorge, I'm sorry. Okay. I was um, about to go with Jesus Marina, then I'm out of Jesus. <laughs> Um, he's he's uh, the artist on Earth 2 currently. Gotcha. And he's he's a great artist. Um, and oh, Jorge Jimenez, that's his name. Ah, okay. It took me a little bit. Um, but uh, he's fantastic on 
Earth too. I hope he ends up uh, going over to that book because he's like quite a lively artist and mm. a very uh, has great expressions. I think he would do great with uh, younger characters. Is it me or is Damien's costume just way too busy in that Jim Lee sketch? Uh, yeah, that's his new look, which, you know, I don't know. That, it always annoys me when, like, you know, someone's like, you know what? Let's make the Flash costume better. Like, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, and I feel like Damien's costume, much like Tim's uh, original costume, uh, being Tim Drake, the third Robin, right. um, I think they're kind of, like, perfect for what they are. Totally. And when you when you start being like, well, how can we make this better? Let's, you know, get, let's get an acrobat armored boots. Yeah. So I think I think that's when like you start seeing like I don't know. It just looks it it takes away from you know what what was there. Oh, I, I, it doesn't add to it. Yeah. No, I agree one hundred percent. I'm just. Looking at that, and I'm just yeah, not really enjoying it. Um, I do like the 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 Superboy outfit though. Um, not so much like the Rift jeans, but I get get it if he was just in a fight. I do like the kind of like uh, caped hoodie that you know with the with the pockets going on. Yeah, that's really cool looking. Yeah, like that's that is pretty inventive as far as like Jim Lee character designs go. If that is a Jim Lee character design, I do like that one more so than the uh, than the Robin. Oh yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. Hands, hands down. Any other rebirth news? Um, uh, I was listening to uh, uh, Word Balloon has an interview with Greg Rucka um, mm. about his uh, uh, Wonder Woman run that's coming up, and uh, how that affects his creator work and what he's doing with Wonder Woman. And it looks like there's going to be two story arcs: one set in the present day with Liam Sharp. Um, and then one set in the past, the year one story, which isn't going to be an origin story. It's like, you know, mm. um, the, uh, the story of, you know, her leaving Amazon, the Amazon, uh, the mascara. Um, so it sounds very interesting. It sounds like those are two artists of the four artists we're going to see on the book. Gotcha. Um, he said that he wanted to make sure that like the story arcs were all the same artists. So he wanted to be able to rotate four artists at, in in some some capacity. Mm. Um, but it sounds very interesting. I'm 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 definitely very excited about that book. Yeah, and it looks like I was just pulling up more images of this Jim Lee Super Sense thing. And it looks like that was part of just a series of promo pieces for DC Rebirth because I. I saw it that he'd done one of Simon Baz and also of Jessica Cruz and also mm. Park Harley and Killer Croc um, and Superman in his very overly blue Superman costume. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm guessing that he is not going to be the artist on that, although that would be quite the selling point for that book. No, he's going to be on Suicide Squad, actually. Oh, right. Yeah. And the first issue of that is out this uh, this week. I think or there's a special issue about that, that out this week. Um, but one of those cool things about this, this jam piece that he did for Rebirth is that we were wondering about Kid Flash in Rebirth. And it looks like it is the current New 52 Wally West, but in the classic Kid Flash costume. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, um, that's a cool image. 
Yeah, I'm glad that there's a Wally West back in the uh, DC universe. I wonder how it's gonna. How do you have like a fun kid Flash like that, and then also have Bart Allen? And I don't know what Bart Allen's status quo is, but that's a good point. It would be nice if he returned to his impulse identity. Yeah, totally. Um, but it looks like yeah, this kid Flash kind of looks like he's doing like the impulse thing. Yeah, exactly. He has that that vibe. Um, I think um, the vibe is somebody else. <laughs> uh, I think uh, the Young Justice TV show really handled like having those three speedsters and uh, having uh, Barry, Wally, and Bart. Mm. Um, uh, and, and I think they even had Jay in there. Um, but you know, giving them all a unique personality and and, and a unique role to play uh, for each other. So uh, let's let's do the twenty. All right, all right. I've got exactly twenty dollars, and I had a hard time this week. There's a lot of good stuff stuff coming out. I could have done the thirty this week, no problem. Possibly the thirty-five. <laughs> I really had to like keep things to like what I was most excited about, and which meant like one title which I buy on a regular basis, like not making it into my twenty, just because I'm not, not as excited for it as I am about these other things that are coming out. Wow. So, so what is in your 20, Billy? Well, first off, we've got Bloodlines Hostile Takeover number one. We've been talking about this series for a couple of months now, ever since it was first announced. Written, by, you know, of course, by J.T. Krull with or Krull with uh, art by Kenneth Marion. Um, mm -hmm. And it's only three bucks. I was convinced, you know, when they announced this, it was going to be a four or five dollar comic coming out the gate. Usually, the first part of, of of you know an event like this lately has easily been a four dollar book and over at Marvel, it seems like the event books, the, the the first issue of it and the last issue are always like a $5 comic. Right. But this makes me even more excited for it. If it was a, if it was a $5 comic, I'd be like, ah, oh, maybe. Yeah, it, it would be hard to jump onto that. Yeah. I mean, I, I had the same problem with uh, Legends of Tomorrow, where that that book of like Firestorm, <clears throat> Metamorpho, Sugar and Spike, and... Yeah, wasn't it like eight Metal bucks? Man. It was like eight dollars, and like I looked at like they had a concurrent sale on there. You could get like you know like if you like broke down like how much you were paying per page, um, if you said like every book was like you know like each book you bought was like twenty twenty two pages, like you know like if you bought like anything in the the sale, you were getting like like half a you were paying half a penny per page, right? Right, and then you were paying like like i don't know like 10 to 20 cents a page for you know for um the the new issue and i'm like how how do how do you you know <laughs> like when you see stuff like that happen like right next to each other you're like this is why that comic's not going to sell <laughs> oh yeah i remember there was a comicsology sale like right now you know um for 5 bucks on comicsology you could buy the first trade of the walking dead or you could buy or any yeah. Walking Dead uh, uh, trade paperback right now. They're all like yeah. four or five dollars, or yeah. four, between four and six dollars. Yeah, the first one's five, and all the rest are six. Okay, so between um, five and six. And then it's like, okay, well, at six dollars for a whole trade, I could catch up on the Walking Dead, or I could buy part one of the new Avengers crossover over at Marvel. Right, right, right. And you're like, you know, that sounds fun, but like, you know, where are you getting like? Really, I think more enjoyment's gonna come out of that Walking Dead sale, you know. Totally. And so, I mean, that's 
that's a bummer, you know, to see like the shape of where the industry kind of is like, you know, and, and how do you, how do you work out those like finances that way, you know, like, and, and what yeah. things are worth, but man. Yeah. I don't want to be considered anti-comic book store, but the reason that like new digital comics are $4 is because, you know, the same book is $4 at the comic book store. Right. Right. Like if, uh, if they priced it accordingly, new digital comics would be like two dollars because there's no printing fees. Right. Yeah, there's there's other fees, you know, like server fees and stuff, but nowhere near as the cost of like publishing a book. Right, and I'm sure you know uh, creators get paid more than they did. Um, sure, but I mean, like the Kindle version of like a new book coming out is usually like two thirds the price of you know the hardcover or the soft cover of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, bloodlines. Yes, bloodlines. Bloodline. Not to get. Yeah, I feel like it, it, any any of our listeners who work in a comic book store just turned off this podcast for good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bloodlines. Hostile takeover. Number one. Three dollars. Uh, then jumping up to a five dollar book is Harley Quinn: The Suicide Squad April Fool Special, written by Rob Williams. Art by Jim Lee and Scott Williams. No relation between Rob and Scott, I assume. Uh, yeah, that, you know, the art team of Jim Lee and Scott Williams, I think forever will automatically get me to look at a book. I might not take it home with me, but it will definitely get my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just seems like a really fun title. I like that this special is also written by the guy who's going to be writing Harley Quinn, The Suicide Squad, once Rebirth comes. Uh, so that, I think this is like a fun preview of what we're going to be getting post-Rebirth. Yes, I think you're very right. And Jim Lee draws a great Harley Quinn. Yeah, he does. I, I mean, Jim Lee draws a great, a great anything. I think that's true. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I, <laughs> I, I can't argue with that at all. <laughs> uh, next up is uh, the next part of a event that we've been reading faithfully, and that's Justice League: The Dark Side War Special Number One, written by Jeff Johns. No artist listed. I'm assuming Jason Fabok, because he's doing the regular cover. Um, to me, it's a must read. Like it's a Dark Side War special which uh, if you go by the past one shots were hit or miss, but this is the one that's written by Jeff Johns. So as far as I'm concerned, this is just the next issue of Justice League. And I think I saw on his Instagram that it's going to be the origin of Grail. So it's definitely going to be worth picking up. Yeah. Um, Then jumping over. So I'm pretty DC heavy this week, uh, but I'm going to jump down to image. $4 comic uh, written by Nick Spencer, art by Steve Lieber. It's the fix number one. It's a new series. Um, this, here's what the solicit says. A story of the crooked cops, scheming mobsters and corrupt politicians that run things, and the sex toy that can bring them all down. Oh, and the hero is a drug-sniffing beagle named Pretzels. Bad <laughs> people do bad things to each other in this fr- frenetic, outrageous, sometimes off-putting new caper. If you like classic crime comics like Criminal and 100 Bullets, we apologize in advance for letting you down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that had me at that. If if it is if the book is as humorous as the solicit is, uh, it'll be four dollars well spent. Uh, so that brings me up to sixteen, and then finally, Black Widow number two by Mark Wade and Chris Samney. Issue number one of this was the best first issue of any series I've read in a long time, and I am super psyched for number two. Like I yeah, this is a Marvel take my money now. I'd probably pay an extra dollar just to read it at early. That's funny. 
So that's, that's it. Exactly 20 bucks. I'm leaving a lot on the table. I'm not even going to get into what I'm leaving, but uh, yeah, I easily probably could have doubled what I was spending on comics this week. If wow. I picked up everything that like caught my eye. Wow. Very cool. Well, just like you, I am picking up bloodlines number one and the justice league dark slide war special number one. Um, I am also going to add another number one to that list. And I'm picking up Black Panther number one, um, which is That's five. Black Panther series is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've been uh, really excited uh, about this series, um, especially after, you know, like, I feel like everybody's excited about Black Panther after seeing him in that Civil War trailer. Sure. Um, and, you know, I don't feel I don't feel alone in that. And uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, um, is is the writer on this and artist is brian stelfreeze um so this is this is really cool and i think this is tanahasi coat's first comic okay because i was going to say his name sounds familiar and i couldn't figure out from where i'd heard it before um he is uh he wrote between the world and me um and that's a uh uh he it won the national book award gotcha. um so he writes he writes books without pictures a lot of times. <laughs> um, and I feel like he's, he's an editor of something else. And, you know, he's, yeah. he's been the, t like, anytime you're listening to NPR, his name comes up. I was going to say, I feel like that's a name I hear in NPR a lot. Yes, it is. It is. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'll, I'm going to check that book out. Um, and um that's a big like I like that. That's a big get for Marvel. You know, when yeah. we're doing the new 52s and some of the creators I was pitching were people who aren't known for their comic book work. I feel like this is yeah, I I'm sorry that that didn't make my 20 because this seems like a must read. Yeah, yeah. Um but this is more of an event than whatever Avengers event is going on right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so uh so yeah so the those are my so that's a three dollar book a four dollar book and then a five dollar book the number ones just crept up in price by a dollar each each huh. uh each one down on this list <laughs> um he's um and then i'm gonna go with uh two books that i've been reading from marvel uh on a consistent basis and that's old man logan number four and this is old man logan versus old man steve rogers uh, oh, nice. um, i feel like uh jeff lemire here is kind of doing a little bit of like um a jeff Loeb impersonation of when like you really were enjoying the heck out of jeff Loeb. remember where... that time <laughs> remember those days <laughs> yeah yeah uh when you know like he did uh you know, his hush was just like Batman's greatest hits. Yeah. And then like, you know, even the Red Hulk, which like I, I know got mixed reviews. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. And it was just like the Red Hulk beating up, you know, different people. And you'd be like, oh, I wanted to see that. And I feel yeah. like this is exactly that, you know, like it's a great story. It's it's, you know, at the core of the character, you're getting like, you know, just so much uh personality and and uh, and it's a character study of of a man trying to prevent a future that you know is awful so he's living with you know that survivor's guilt that he's 
he's had in that you know initial stuff but now he's trying to prevent it all and it's and it might be even for like nothing because this you know seems like a parallel universe right um things aren't lining up the way they should right so like you know his his pal in that was hawkeye and he comes back but he meets this version this universe's uh, other hawkeye katie Mm -hmm. and and so that's cool and then you get like you know uh he you know wants to kill the hulk because of you know what happened in old man logan and he comes to get the hulk and it's amadeus cho hulk (laughs) and so like you know like there's all these like it's all these like twists on old relationships that you have from this character um and so same thing with uh steve rogers you know you you get him right here with uh you know uh captain america and you know they're both old men now and you know so i i think it's just you know it's really smart writing and you know at the same time like hitting like what a fan would want to see if you know old man logan appeared in the marvel universe yeah amir is making the most of it definitely yeah um and i mean andrea sortino he's just like that art is fantastic yeah i mean i've i've loved his art Uh, i think i think he started with uh lemire back on animal man Um, okay yeah i never read uh i actually have all the animal man and swamp thing new 52 trades out from the library right now but i haven't gotten around to reading any of them oh yeah they're definitely a lot of fun um i'm sure that they read great in trade because um at some points like the rot world thing felt like it like lasted for too long but i think if i read them all at one time i'd be like wow that was great you know yeah um and then the last uh thing is scarlet witch number five by um James Robinson and I've been really enjoying this this book and the rotating artist on each book and they're all kind of like standalone stories but you know they're building to this um this uh war with the emerald warlock and uh I've I've really been enjoying the series a lot um do any of the artists come back or like is it a rotation or is it just everybody does one issue and then that's it um I think uh, uh so far it's only been they've all been new artists each issue gotcha um and i don't know this this i think this artist sounded familiar i gotta go back and look but i don't know if it's just like oh, i've heard that name before <laughs> or it was like oh that was the lady from issue number one or whatever um but either way you know i know that you know you weren't a big fan of the first issue but i i'd definitely check it out when these guys come to marvel unlimited Mm. and yeah so that's exactly twenty dollars so i got a three dollar four dollar five dollar and then two more fours nice so what'd you read this week well this week um i read the first trade of batgirl um from the new 52. now this is the gail simone series yeah and i've been uh reading uh all the Batman books uh, that, you know, I, I enjoy the um, writer on, uh, you know, I, I kind of started back when uh, I, I wanted to read all of Tomasi's stuff. So I, I, I went back pretty far for Tomasi, but like, then I, I just read his stuff. And then when uh, um, Scott Snyder jumped on, I, I read that black mirror thing and I, I read his, you know, like, superman uh flashpoint which was also really good and then you know 
now that we're in the new 52 i've i've been reading like you know i wanted to read the nightwing because you know i like kyle higgins and you know um so i was like you know i'm gonna give this batgirl this this first arc another shake um and man uh i i liked it a whole lot better than i did when i first read it um when i first read that that batgirl number one i was like eh, this is not gail simone at her best um but i think it was just because like coincidentally i had just reread batman the killing joke mm. and you know I think there's two things at play here. Like the story is, you know, like a um, really it, it it's as a result of the killing joke. It's it, it directly takes it on and says, you know, this woman is not going to be a victim anymore. Right. Um, and, you know, it, and it has a lot dealing with that. And and in some cases, it felt like when I was reading, I think the first time we were like, well, what was she doing as she was Batgirl? Like, you know, you felt like she had resolved that in some ways. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the big um, things that, that that DC did not do very well when they introduced the new 52, they were like, it, you know, they're like, it's not a, you know, a, a relaunch. It's not a reboot. It's not, you know, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I remember being confused reading all of that stuff and being like well how does this fit into continuity totally. well this doesn't even make sense why is the character acting like this so um you know there's a lot of those questions that like turned me off to a lot of things like you know especially like the justice league story i didn't like as much as i think i would if i knew it was like a brand new universe you know um uh being because even after Flashpoint, you're like, okay, so it's the same universe, right? But just a little different. But it's a, it was a lot different, you know. And so, you know, I know after I think when we started this podcast, I was going back and rereading Justice League books, mm -hmm. and I had started with that, and I was like, wow, I like this a lot more than I did initially. And I, and it was because there was no expectation of like. Like, oh, well, why is Superman and Batman talking this way? This is weird. Why are you doing this? You know, like, it was so much more fun, you know, when I'm just like, oh, this is how it is, you know? Right. Um, and so I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was like a, the first five issues dealt with this uh, character called the Mirror, which, um, you know, kind of, you know, is someone who also uh, was, was struggling with survivor's guilt in a very different way. And um, I, I highly recommend it. The The last two of the story, uh, the last two issues of the book uh, make up another story, which was okay, but uh, not great. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was pretty neat. Um, and I've been reading them in an order uh, that is was very helpful um, as far as like the trades go. Um, there is a um, a a website. I think it's called like the trade the trade waiter or something like that. Um, okay. Hold on, uh, I will I will tell you in like two seconds. Uh, collected editions is what it's called, and that. and they have a really cool thing where they if they break down 
how to read your DC comics. Um, and they do the same thing with Marvel comics. And so like you hit DC comics and then there's like a breaking point where it's like new 52. And so they have all the volume ones, you know, you should read first, but mm -hmm. then they're like, okay, read this first. Cause this, uh, read this green arrow book first, because this talks about Q core, uh, which is Oliver Queen's company, uh, in the new 52. And then all of these books reference it. And so like, they make sense of like what you would need to know, like, between you know story arcs and how it best makes sense to read all of this stuff and right. they make little notes like that so um it's very helpful and it's helpful when like you know it, even if you buy those you know in single issues i like to read as though they were trade you know hmm. uh so a lot of times i'll like buy in a 99 cent sale but i'll be like oh well how did they collect these okay i'll read it that way hmm. um and uh yeah so i read that and that was really good um and i also i started reading rereading the birds of prey first arc which again like i liked a lot better uh where like i remember reading the first time i'm like who's the starling girl and how come they seem like they know her for a long time this wasn't in the birds of prey before like why is this is weird you know and so that's gone and i'm i'm enjoying that even though i like that series i'm liking it even more than i did um so i i feel like some of the marketing that dc did with the new 52 kind of hurt itself a little bit you know oh no i agree 100 um it's like it also their press releases and their you know uh when they would get in for two reviews also led to distrust of dc because they said this isn't a reboot uh this is you know this is definitely 100 not a reboot and that's like 95 percent what it was you're like, and this is definitely, definitely a reboot. Yeah, seriously. Because I, I remember everybody's freaking out. It's like, guys, guys, they said it's not a reboot. And then, like, the books came out. And I was like, oh, well, I was wrong. <laughs> guys, guys, it was. Yeah, I'm like, that's just the way Jim Lee draws things. <laughs> I'm like, they're not really changing everybody's costumes into weird armor. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I thought, like, when I saw that happening, I'm like, okay, well, they're, like, that's cool. Like, they're trying to get more synergy in the line and stuff like that. And you know, that's cool, but you know, it definitely, um, yeah, it, it definitely wasn't, you know, yeah. a, um, it didn't help them out. But, um, I also read, uh, justice league of America number seven, which is a Brian hitch run. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be taking over the regular justice league book as a writer with Tony Daniel on art. And, you know, I'm really excited for him as a writer. Um, Anybody who enjoys the JLA, just read this JLA run. It has so much stuff in it that you're like, oh, that is so what Superman would do. Like, he gets Superman uh, more than a lot of people. And uh, and Wonder Woman and Aquaman, like, this is just a great, great series. Um, I couldn't, you know, suggest more to pick it up, you know. Right. Um, and I also picked up uh aquaman number 48 which um cullen bunn just kind of wraps up his uh aquaman run and he does it rather quickly and i kind of feel like he just wanted to be finished with it um and i also read uh hawkeye number five which is you know just you know still chugging along as a good book um a lot of twists in like uh what's going on with um you know him and kate uh and and their relationship and so it's been great so uh that's 
those are the books I read. I also, um, uh, Sarah and I binged a bunch of Supergirl and watched the Supergirl Flash crossover. And I watched the uh, Batman v Superman movie. Okay, let's talk about Batman v Superman after after my comics. Uh, that I haven't seen that Supergirl Flash episode yet. I keep seeing memes from it though, um, and it makes every meme I see makes me more excited to watch it. Like one is uh, Supergirl not knowing who Flash is or who Green Arrow is, um, and then another is like just the two of them hugging. <laughs> it's like I really got to see this because uh, yeah. it looks amazing. Yeah, it was it was amazingly cute. Yeah, I read. I went. Uh, the great thing about having an infant in the apartment is that I get a lot more time to read comic books because it's something I can do quietly while she's sleeping and she sleeps a lot. So less TV watching, a lot more reading. Um, so this week I read the entire Black Widow series, uh, 20 issues by writer Nathan Edmondson and artist Phil Noda, which was the Black Widow series before this current one, you know, the one before Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing like i feel like black widow and black panther are two characters who obviously have the adjective black in their names but are two marvel characters who keep getting really good series and they're consistently like underrated underselling series like this black widow series and a few other black panther series should have been top sellers just based on the quality right what was nice about this is that the the first 18 issues of of this run is just one is one long ongoing story with plenty of in each issue is like a one and done issue there are some that are two parters but all fall into this overarching story of black widow trying to take down this new secret criminal organization called chaos phil noto's art is absolutely amazing i don't know if he does it digitally or if it's a mix of ink and watercolor or possible ink and then scans and then digital colors because he Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. I take that back. I don't think he does the coloring on it, but he does. He does the the coloring on the covers. Um, but it is gorgeous. Like one hundred percent. This is a series that you could breeze through over the course of a week, like I did. And I also realized as I was reading this that when I said I wanted Nick Spencer to write Hawkman and Hawkwoman, I was actually thinking of Nathan Edmondson. Nick Spencer did not write Who Is Jake Ellis. Uh, that was Nathan Edmondson. <laughs> And what's cool is uh, Edmondson was also writing the Punisher series at the time, which started at the same time as the Black Widow series. So issue nine of both series crossed over with each other. They both ended up on like the same abandoned like uh, barge in the Caribbean um, fighting crossbones and a bunch of crossbones as men. Uh, and that was a cool crossover because the Black Widow issue was told completely from her point of view and the Punisher issue was told completely from his point of view. So while you had... Uh, overarching events it you didn't feel like you were reading the same issue twice right yeah um yeah i kind of feel like that was uh, a couple of years ago there was a spider-man daredevil punisher crossover okay and they did it uh, like that like each story advanced a little bit but like each story was also uh you know like if it was like daredevil punisher spider-man like um each story would advance a little bit but each time you read the other person's issue would go back and then you would see how that person would enter from his point of view. Um, And uh, it was really good. Um, And uh, I really think that like uh, if people like the Punisher um, in Daredevil versus the Daredevil Punisher series right now, 
uh, or Daredevil that Punisher's in, um, to definitely pick up the Greg Rucker run. Because, oh, totally. Um, it's it's a fantastic run, and one of the things that Greg Rucker does that other writers don't is that you he leaves out um, Punisher exposition, mm. and that's very similar to you know this movie, which is something that's good because when you get the exposition in there like in a in a movie it's hard to pull off and then it really makes that character hard to uh like find scary um and so like i i really think that like they they must have looked at that greg rucka uh comic for some inspiration there um Mm. in some some way or another but Anyway, back back to what you were reading. Oh, uh, well, that's actually everything I read. I, just, oh, okay. I, I found myself so engrossed. Well, with that I mean, that is idea. that is a lot to read. <laughs> yeah, um, it was great because there were no fill-in artists. It's, it's Phil Noto the whole way. Uh, with the the last two issues, so the first eighteen are Black Widow versus Chaos and uh, what that entails. The last two issues um, were part of the last days before Secret Wars that Marvel was doing in a bunch of series that was basically like leading up to the end times. And it saw Black Black Widow um, ferrying people for the Avengers, like kind of on these like lifeboat uh, spaceships that, you know, Reed Richards had put together. But also half the story took place in the past in the, with Black Widow in Cuba, like Castro's Cuba, working for the USSR and uh, really showing like her, her red room days, like as a Soviet agent. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the theme of the series was Natasha trying to make up, basically taking assignments on her own to make up for all the wrong she did while she was working for the red room. Uh, the last two issues actually show an assignment that she was on working in the red room and it is vicious. Like, uh, this just shows you like how not evil, but like just amoral Black Widow was before she, you know, redeemed herself. Wow. Yeah. That's not, uh, I'm, this is all on Marvel Unlimited. Yes. Yeah. All 20 issues are in Marvel Unlimited. And, and, and there's an end note in the last issue by Nathan Edmondson where he basically thanks the readers and, and, and Phil Noto and the other creators and says that he and Phil Noto will be back. In a, with a new character that they're going to be working on post Secret Wars, uh, I don't care what character it is. I You're will be buying. Board. It. Yeah, yeah. buying that book. It's kind of like Wade Samney, like Nathan Edmondson and Phil Noto. That's now another team to beat. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. So, what did you think of Batman vs Superman? And try to keep it as spoiler free as possible because I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Well, um, I you know I think you know a little bit of um what i'm going to do here is compare it in some ways to supergirl okay um and i think um i I think i'm going to start with supergirl i'm going to say that um we just binged like about like five six episodes of supergirl and there was a turning point in supergirl where it just became a superman show um and i know when we were talking about the first episode you're like it just feels like it's a Superman show and that's what it is. And it's a great one. (laughs) Like it is probably, if you like Superman comics, 
you should be watching this show, you know, um, because, you know, they at, um, adapted uh, for the man who has everything. Right. Um, they, you know, they're taking you to the fortress of solitude, you know, and it's so like positive and inspiring. And, you know, uh, you know, it has a, excuse me, um, it has a, a twist where, you know, it's from a female's perspective and it has a twist, you know, where it's from a younger perspective. Um, but man, like, you know, they're, they're dropping bombs with like, you know, the Legion flight ring. She's, you know, uh, fighting, uh, her, like, a, a her version of Brainiac. She's, you know, fighting silver Banshee and live wire and teaming up with the flash. And it's just like a blast. Mm. Like it's so much fun. It's, just as fun as the flash but it's you know it's like the best superman stories that you'd want like if you liked that first superman movie um with christopher reeve Mm -hmm. and or even like i would say like the superman paul dini cartoons Mm -hmm. like this is a show that you should be watching um and you know there's you know much like any of the shows that come around you know there's like you know like some romance and stuff that's a little goofy at times but uh, you know all in all this is this is a fantastic show and and the first couple of episodes like i was like oh this is okay this is okay and i just i fell in love with it um this this past week um and i would put it right up there right up there i think it i don't know i might like it better than legends of tomorrow so I, I might put Flash and Supergirl at top, then put Legends, and then put um, uh, Arrow last. Okay, I gotta give Supergirl another try. I really want to watch this crossover episode. Uh, I only watched, you know, the uh, the pilot of Supergirl, and it, it didn't wow me enough to keep on with it. But I feel like I really should just uh, Hulu the entire season. Yeah, it's actually not on Hulu. Unfortunately, um, ah. oh, because it's, oh, it's a CBS show, so it's on the yeah, CBS site. Right? It's on the CBS site um or you know if you wanted to binge like sarah and i did when we were like all right well we'll just sign up for the cbs app for a week you know yeah exactly so but yes uh great show um i would suggest if you're a fan of the flash or uh you know any of those superman things i i said it's uh it's a very faithful superman universe adaptation um, now we're going to go over to uh, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Um, there, there, I like the movie. Um, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say it's a good movie. I'm going to say I liked it better than Man of Steel. Okay. Well, you did not like Man of Steel, right? I did not. I think we had this discussion. I said it was good movie. It was not a good Superman movie. Right. Um, I would say this is a good superman movie hmm. um but you know th- he's sharing the screen with batman a lot of time it's a and batman obviously has top billing here batman v superman yeah. um and you know uh i will i will say this um jesse eisenberg as lex luther my favorite lex luther this is yeah. the lex luther that i want this um, jesse eisenberg's portrayal of lex luther is bec- like after i first saw the trailer with him to me was the most exciting part of the movie and it seems like the people who really hate this movie people who hated it before they even saw it like 
just did not get on board with this portrayal at all. And he comes across as eccentric, you know, billionaire, yeah. um, maybe a little dot comish. Right. Um, but he also is very, very creepy. You know, he takes that like that humor that Gene Hackman brought to the character, but gives it a scary bent. Interesting. Um, and uh, the one uh, thing that I think could have been done better would be like to have a little bit more of a, a backstory for Lex Luthor. You know, um, you get a lot uh, knowing there's a lot building for Batman's motivations to fight Superman in this movie yeah. to justify why these two good guys are going to fight each other. And, and, and in some cases, you know, that, that was needed, but I feel like, um, there's something a little lost in what Lex Luthor is trying to do his, his motives, uh, you know, like while you understand them, they're not like that clear. And I think if you had a little bit more backstory on him, his motives would be more clear. Um, however, he is scary and a horrific villain. Um, I would say Ben Affleck is the best Batman on screen that I have ever seen. Um, I yeah, well, Affleck. You know, I'm an unabashed Ben Affleck fan. Like I am, I am all about Affleck as Batman. I'm I'm not on board with the haters who are like, oh, he. Ruined the Daredevil movie. No, the Daredevil movie ruined the Daredevil movie. That was just a poorly written, poorly directed film. Right. Um, and people like to quote Kevin Smith all the time about like, oh, you're the bomb in Phantoms. But Affleck was in a lot of Kevin Smith movies, not because he was a bad actor. Like Kevin Smith obviously likes casting Ben Affleck in his movies. Right. Um, and I think, I mean, I feel like Ben Affleck, especially... Uh, like post Goodwill Hunting when he was in like a ton of movies. Right. Like I've, I found them a little hammy, you know, sure. uh, at times. Um, recently I have not. I mean, yeah. um, and you forget that he's Ben Affleck a lot. He feels like Bruce Wayne. Nice. Um, and it's very well written. Uh, one thing that I do not like um, is the amount of guns that Batman uses in this movie. That was uh, that's something I've seen on Facebook a lot. It's a lot of you know uh, screen caps of the panel from Dark Knight Returns of Batman say, like denouncing guns, saying this is the weapon of the enemy, and people saying, "Wow, for a movie that borrowed so much from DKR, you think they would have like remembered this?" I've been trying to avoid spoilers about the movie as much as I can, but I'm like, "Oh, I guess Batman uses guns in the movie." Yeah, I feel like I mean I, I said that because it's not a spoiler, like as far as like you know how the movie but it's one of those things where like i would say like okay well this is this is weird you know um it it felt off to me uh it felt off to uh a uh, friend nick who saw it with me mm. um but outside of that like everything else that batman was doing he seemed very like batman you know um and the superman uh, uh the, the lois and clark relationship was great um the uh but the theme as as it works in this movie um it it's very it, it's you know, supergirl says i'm trying to say something without 
ruining the movie. So okay. I'm going to say Supergirl um, is someone who brings hope and uh, justice right. and, um, and excitement and, you know, uh, a positivity uh, to the world. And she inspires the world that she's in. And sometimes she finds that hard and sometimes she fails at that. But that's what she does. And in this movie, Superman tries to do that same thing. And it is a sad movie in a lot of cases because it is not the positive show that Supergirl is. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah. So that's that's my... That's my one takeaway that I didn't care for in the movie. But outside of that, like, I mean, Wonder Woman was the best part of that movie. She was in it not a lot, but like, man, awesome. Um, There is there's a lot of fun scenes. Um, It was definitely like a little bit longer than it needed to be. Um, There's some flashback scenes I probably got to cut out. But um, it was, you know, once the action happened, it was it was a blast. Um, and um, I, I feel like DC or, and Zack Snyder and, and, and the people who made this movie took a lot of pains to make something that's very fantastic uh, seem very realistic. Right. And, you know, I always find that a mixed bag, you know, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you've got, you know, someone out of Greek mythology uh, you know, uh, an alien who looks exactly like a human, uh, and you know, a a man who has you know built himself up beyond the imagination of 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 what a, a real human could do. Yeah. Um, and you know, then we're like, but we're gonna do this realistic. <laughs> and so, like, uh, you know, that that's the goofy part about it. But like, you know, during those fight scenes, that's when they embrace like the the fantasticness of it and and that's that's the fun part gotcha um, so yeah so i i would say uh you know go out and and have you know make your own opinion about it but i would definitely say it's a good movie um i enjoyed it uh probably better than captain america and thor first movies um which were good movies but you know i don't think they were the best of the marvel movies yeah, I like Thor a lot. First Captain America movie is very weak. Definitely yeah. one of the I, I I put only Iron Man three below the first Captain America movie. Right, right. And so, um, you know, I would say it's like middle of the road, but like it has me so excited for that Wonder Woman movie coming out, nice. and it, it does have me a little bit more excited about the Justice League movie. Like, so like Man of Steel was okay. This was good, and then like you know. I, I kind of feel like hopefully Justice League is going to be like, what? This is the best thing that ever happened. Um, or at least Wonder Woman is going to be that way. So uh, there's my my hopefully non-spoiler review. Yeah, no, that was a great uh, that that was that was that was a great review, and I'm definitely makes me excited to see it. Uh, but the only problem is I don't know when I will be able to see it. There's a decent chance I will not be seeing it until it's on DVD. Yeah, which well, makes uh, which makes avoiding spoilers very hard. Yeah, seeing the Suicide Squad trailer and 
the uh, Civil War trailer and the Age of Apocalypse trailer. I was like, oh, I will see you on DVD. Yeah, Age of Apocalypse, man. The first time I saw that trailer, I was like, this movie looks weak. Second time, second time I saw the trailer, I was like, this new trailer is great. And then I realized it was the same trailer. Oh, there's a new newer trailer out. Uh, I got to hunt that down and watch it then. Ooh, it is so good. Um, it is way better than the other trailer. And it and it, it features um, what's her, uh, the Hunger Games girl a lot. Uh, uh, Katniss, the girl Liz Katniss. Yes. Uh, um, Jennifer. Lawrence. I was like, not Garner. <laughs> Jennifer, not hi. I'm Jennifer, not Garner. Yes, that's that's how I think of her. That's not how I think of her. Anyway, uh, cool. That's exciting. Yeah. So we don't have a Tuesday night book club book for next week. Still working on that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get back to you guys. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I, I mean, almost I almost texted you halfway through me reading Black Widow, and I was gonna say read Black Widow by Nathanson and Noda, but I was like, it's kind of messed up if I'm like ten issues into this twenty issue <laughs> series. Do it now. Um, yeah, I was gonna say there's um there's an image first sale going on right now. Okay, well pick one and get back to me, and then and then we'll do it. All right, sounds good. All right, cool, man. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy your Tuesday night, and Dave and I will hopefully be back next week. I love that this like suspense of like, are we going to be back next are week? We gonna be back? I, don't I, don't I know. You better you better start uh, upping us on iTunes, or we might not be back. Yeah, you better appreciate these episodes. <laughs> start giving us some five star reviews, please. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, everybody.